progressive, respectful, mentoring, compassionate. These are the values of Palmdale Regional Medical Center. And now we proudly present Palmdale Regional Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. Millions of people suffer needlessly from chronic non-healing wounds, such as those caused by diabetes, poor circulation, injuries, and other conditions. Most wounds can be treated successfully by a primary care physician. However, when wounds have not healed after several weeks, they may require specialized care. My guest today is Leticia Rodriguez. She's a registered nurse and the manager of the Center for Wound Care and Hyperbaric Medicine at Palmdale Regional Medical Center. Welcome to the show, Leticia. So who's at risk for wounds that do not heal on their own? Well, there's several patients at risk. Um, mainly it would be like diabetes, uh, patients that have vascular disease, which is their um, blood flow, it doesn't flow correctly. Um, we also have patients that have cancer, so they've had chemo and radiation, so their skin is, um, has had some difficulty where if they get a wound, it, it, it's more difficult for them to heal. Um, usually there's underlying issues such as like an autoimmune disease. If you have an autoimmune disease and you're on some kind of uh, um, steroids, that impedes the healing process. So there's definitely a lot of um, issues that we check as far as underlying. So what should people be on the lookout for? Whether they have diabetes and they've got a wound on their foot, they may sometimes not even know about. But if they have a wound, what should you look at when you see one of these things to, is, that would send up some red flags? Well, if, if the main thing is to make sure that they're getting care. Um, to be getting daily care as far as them taking care of it, whether they're cleaning it, um, whether they see their primary care physician. And then at that point, the primary care physician will know when to send them to the wound care center, which is usually within two to three weeks. That's usually the good rule of thumb. If they're, if they're not healing, then um, they maybe need some kind of debridement or something stronger than just like a topical, maybe something like an antibiotic. Um, but they should always be looking at the wound bed, making sure that it's not changing, if it's getting worse, if it's getting bigger, if um, they have increased pain, if they have swelling around it, redness and heat. So if they do that, do they, do they try to do something about it on their own, or is that the time to get in and see a provider? That's the time to get in to see a provider. And if they're not available, we, we always tell our patients, if someone's not available, we'd rather you just go straight to the emergency room. So people have these wounds. They've had them for a while. Some of these red flags have been seen. Now what can you do for them? Well, when our patients come in, they come in on a weekly basis. Um, we do several things. Our treatments consist of topical um, debridements, um, advanced wound care dressings. We also do compression therapy. Uh, and, and in some cases, we do casting, you know, casting for, for pressure wounds where we want them to, um, what we call is um, offload. We don't want them to be on their foot, so we'll offload them with a cast. And we also have some other advanced care therapies as far as um, skin substitutes, depending on what stage of the wound it's at. So tell us a little bit about hyperbaric oxygen therapy. People are hearing a little bit more about this, but it's really innovative. So tell us about it, Leticia. Well, that is a, first of all, that is an adjunct, uh, adjunctive therapy. It's not, some, it's not a standalone therapy. It's something that we do along with wound care. So when our patients come in and if they're, they have to have um, an indication, which um, there, there's several indications. One of them is like diabetes, if they have to have a diabetic foot ulcer, um, chronic uh, refractory osteomyelitis. Uh, we've had patients that have uh, failed flaps or grafts, um, and we also have later effects of radiation, which consists of like osteoradionecrosis, radiation cystitis, uh, radiation proctitis, um, and also soft tissue radionecrosis. So 
if you fall into those indications, then we use that as an adjunctive therapy. So they come in for about 20 visits, usually is what we start with. And um, it's been been very successful. We've even saved a lot of limbs from using our um, adjunctive therapy of of hyperbaric. Tell us a little bit about how it works and what the patient can expect. Okay, well, it's it's a tube, and, and it's you can see through it. A lot of patients are very concerned, like, I'm claustrophobic, I can't do it. And once they get in there, they're very comfortable. They're going to be in there for about 90 minutes. Once they reach depth, which is usually about 33, um, 33 feet of seawater. So once they reach that in about 10 minutes, they're in there for 90 minutes at depth. And they're watching TV. We put movies on for them to distract them, or a lot of times patients take naps. And what does it feel like to be at that depth? Um, we don't have a lot of, uh, if, if any concern, patients will sometimes say it feels like they're in an airplane, if that makes sense. They get a little bit of pressure in their ears. But for, for most of the part, people say they feel really good afterwards. They feel really refreshed. Are there any side effects? Well, it would be the pressure of the ears. The pressure of the ears. Um, sometimes Some people just, if, depending on what's going on, if they have allergies, and we'll have them take some kind of over-the-counter Afrin or something to help clear up the, the, the passage, and sometimes that may not work where it's a little more disruptive. And is there any information that the patient needs to let the technician know before they go into this oxygen therapy? Well, they actually have a, a, a visit prior to going in. They go in, we call that our education, and our hyperbaric technician uh, will actually sit down and go over everything with them as far as no jewelry, no perfume, no makeup. So that's all handled in advance. So that way when they come in, they put on a gown, and then they're, um, they're able to go in. But as far as anything else, um, maybe some hardware or some kind, something that's sticking out or some kind of metal, maybe something like that. But um, not usually. That's usually all flagged beforehand. And how long, how many sessions does it usually take before they start to notice a difference in their wound? At least about two weeks. Um, we do our visits uh, five days a week, Monday through Friday, and we do increments of 20. So sometimes patients only need 20, 20 treatments. Sometimes it requires a little more, and at that time they will reassess. The doctors will reassess the patient and see if, it is, uh, if this therapy is helping, and we'll coordinate that with their primary care physician, and then we'll, we'll, we'll do another 20. So then let's talk a little bit about some care for general wounds and bust up a few myths here, Leticia, because people are not sure whether they are supposed to, if they have injured themselves and they have an open wound, should they, should they keep it covered? Should they keep it dry and open to the air? Is moisture for it good or bad? Speak about some of general wound care tips for yeah. us. Yeah, definitely. That is, has been a misconception where um, I hear a lot of times the patients come in stating, oh, I'm just leaving it open to to dry. I want it to air out and to dry out. Um, Our our theory is that you have to have a a moist wound bed, not too wet, not too dry, but it's it's a moist wound bed, and you do keep it covered. So that way you're, you're less susceptible to having any type of infection. And can you wash a wound? Can you put it under the water, soap and water, that sort of thing? Absolutely. What we do tell our patients is wash, wash daily. Hygiene is very important. We want them to take a shower to make sure that they clean the wound. And, and with, the, with the gentle soap, we sometimes say baby shampoo or with a soap that doesn't have any type of scent, nothing that has a lot of flowery scent or anything that's too strong. We want a, a, light, a light soap, but absolutely to make sure that they clean the wound daily. Also, another um, rule of thumb is, is good health, maintaining a good healthy diet. 
sometimes we, we have patients that if they're staying, if their wound isn't healing as fast as we'd like, we tell them to increase their protein. Protein uh, helps with the healing process. We also give them a list of certain vitamins, vitamin C, zinc. Those help with the with wound healing. And should they, before they cover it, should they use Neosporin or Bacitracin? Do you like one over the other? Um, no, not really. Um, by the time they get here, we usually put them on some type of topical. We have several topicals. And um, depending, if they're coming in and their wound is angry and red, the doctor will do a, a swab. And at that time, we get, we get that, those results and we find out, for instance, if this is an infected wound, we're going to find out what's susceptible. It may be uh, a certain antibiotic like gentamicin or it may, be, or it may, may not be susceptible, it may be resistant. So that's how we determine the right fit for each patient. So if we're at home, can we use one of those things, Neosporin or Bacitracin or something, when we're covering up our general wound? Yes, absolutely. And do you like gauze or Band-Aids if we're at home? Gauze. Gauze. It- Unfortunately, with Band-Aids, they do have a plastic cover, so sometimes that'll um, suffocate the wound. It'll make it what we call maceration. That's very interesting. So you don't like those, those plastic-covered gauzes either. No, we don't. No, it, it, what it does is it causes maceration, um, and that maceration gets it makes the wound too gooey, and it, it builds that white, that white color. Do you know, like when you're younger and you take a shower for a bath for too long, your 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 fingers turn a little white. That's what we try to avoid. That's so interesting. And so, as long as they're looking at this wound, keeping it clean, what should they look for as far as infection? Like I, I spoke earlier, the redness, you're going to see if anything's changed. Anytime anything changes for the worst, that's a, a, a big red flag to get in, to get in right away to either come see us, your primary care, or if it's on a weekend, then get to an urgent care or an emergency room. If anything gets worse as far as pain, your your pain level has increased, or if the, the redness has gotten worse and it's it's bigger and the redness is actually moving up or you have some kind of a line, any of that type of stuff swelling, um, odor. We, we explain to them if they have an odor or a drainage that's coming out that's not the same, like they came in here one day, they were fine, and the next day something green is oozing, then that's when we tell them to come back in right away. That's great advice because sepsis is a risk, right, for an infection. Absolutely. If you have an infection, you can be at risk then for sepsis. Absolutely, and that's when we send our patients to a, an infectious disease doctor. We send them to our emergency room and have them um, get treated with IV antibiotic. So just in summary, what would you like to tell people who have non-healing wounds and why they should come to Palmdale Regional Medical Center for their care? Well, I think the, one of the major risk factors that we see a lot here is diabetes. So we, we really try to teach our patients to make sure that they take care of themselves as far as doing daily foot care, making sure that they check their wounds. And we do a lot of education, and I think that's where we differ from a lot of um a lot of other places is that we really do have genuine, um, we're really genuine about making sure that our patients do heal. And we have amazing doctors. We have great physicians and a great staff. Our, our nurses are, are trained in wound care. And, uh, we, you know, here at our center, we see wounds differently. We offer advanced wound care. We see things where we try to find out what's going on with the patient. We see a patient as a whole. We don't just see a patient for a wound. We want to find out, do you have diabetes? Are, are your blood sugars um, up to par? You know, that's going to impede your healing process. Vascular disease. If you have vascular disease, you want to make sure that you're on the right um, compression therapy. And we'll, we coordinate with our doctors. We work with our primary care physicians, and we also work with um, vascular surgeons. So 
if we send our patient for some studies and their their ABIs come back out of range, then we refer them to a, a vascular um, surgeon to make sure that we get that dealt with because if the underlying issue isn't dealt with, then they're going to have the repeat offenders. We're going to still keep getting those wounds. Thank you so much, Leticia, for being with us today. It's great information. So interesting to hear. You're listening to Palmdale Regional Radio with Palmdale Regional Medical Center. For more information, please visit palmdaleregional.com. That's palmdaleregional.com. Physicians are independent practitioners who are not employees or agents of Palmdale Regional Medical Center. The hospital shall not be liable for actions or treatments provided by physicians. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.